Hey everybody, this is my 50th episode. Can you believe it? I can't. And I, it just blows my mind that I have uh, been doing this for, uh, for 50 episodes now. It's just crazy. Uh, and it's, um, wow. Um, I can't wait for the next 50 and uh, we can throw a big party when I do my 100th. <laughs> and I know that's not compared to, that's not a lot of uh, episodes compared to, you know, some of the people that have been around a long time like Joe Rogan and, uh, and the, the Daily Wire and stuff like that. But you know what? I'm proud of it. I'm excited about it. And, um, it's, it's, uh, what I've learned, uh, from uh, doing this podcast has been amazing. Um, number one is you have a voice. You can get on here and put out a podcast and have a voice about your opinions and things. Um, and it's great. I love it. Um, I started it, like I explained early on, I started it because I wanted to understand and have a better relationship with my son and trying to, um, um, under, uh, understand him and ha- have him understand me and changing our perceptions of each other. And I think that that, you know, I've been successful at that and, uh, having different people on and having discussions and conversations, uh, about, uh, popular topics, uh, news items and things like that are, are important. And, uh, it really has helped me to, uh, get out of my shell. It's helped me to, you know, I had a rough time with uh, my divorce of 14 years, um, and that was a real dark, very dark, dark, dark time for me. And um, it really helped me to be able to concentrate on myself, um, not having any kids anymore. All my kids are grown and out of the house, and they're living their lives and developing their own families and things like that. So it, it allowed me to be able to concentrate on myself and, you know, stand on my own two feet. Um, and even though it was very difficult and I felt betrayed by somebody who I, I trusted and loved with all my heart. And I felt like I was betrayed because uh, I believed that, you know, there's, uh, pretending and lying taking place. And I just never thought that that would ever happen. So this allowed me and doing this podcast allowed me to get my thoughts out to, to really, you know, um, get on my own again and I'm, I'm very happy about that. And I can't wait till the next 50, you know, the next one and see what, what happens and see who we have on and see what kind of discussions and things can, that I can have. I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate those who listen. I know I don't have a big audience, but, <laughs> you know, hey, we, we can grow and we will grow uh, as long as I'm on doing my podcast. We'll continue to grow and hopefully someday I can sit back and hand this over to my kids and and uh, they'll have a whole library of stuff that their father uh, put out there and really kind of give them an idea who I am as an individual. Anyway, here's to the next 50. So what's been going on in the world today? Well, the one big thing that kind of really kind of kind of bugs me more than anything of, of late is um, this whole thing with, uh, with Joe Rogan and... Uh, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and all these all these artists and stuff who I really like. I I grew up listening to Joni Mitchell. I grew up listening to Crosby, Still Nash and Young, and listening to Neil Young and Bob Dylan and all these all these great artists and their lyrics and their and their their whole style of music. And um, it's it's been really kind of um, disheartening to to listen to 
these these artists come out against another artist, just a different type of artist who does a podcast and things like that. And where Joe, um, you know, he has he has controversial shows, of course, because that's what he does. He, I think, he's always been to me. He's always been he's always been fair uh, in his um, you know in the people that he has on. He tries to play uh, the devil's advocate when he's uh, when he has people on that may disagree with him. I was listening to the other day. He had Ben Shapiro on, which Ben is a very conservative, uh, straight-lined conservative type, you know, of host. And uh, in that conversation, some of the things that, and they had discussions about things that they disagreed on. And I thought that was kind of cool that he had been on, and they were able to share conversations. And that's what you want to listen to. That's what <laughs> you want to be able to learn and and learn things new. And stretch your imagination and your thinking a little bit instead of just being in this little uh, cigar box and you're, you get thrown in this cigar box and you close the lid and I'm not going to take any more and I'm not going to listen to any more uh, information from somebody because I think that I'm right, you know. And um, I think Joe's program, I, I don't agree with everything that he says, and I know he throws things out there that are always controversial, which which makes it actually his show successful, and that's why you know what eleven million people like listen to him, you know, and it's just it just really kind of I don't know, it just makes me wonder why uh, Neil Young or any of these people, these artists are even uh, talking. Uh, and making these kind of accusations against Joe, and making these kind of demands, the demands of Spotify to, you know, take him off, or to, I'm going to take my uh, my music off, and I'm going to take all of my artistry off Spotify. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. And if you t- if you took these artists like like Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, if you brought them forward and they started their careers today, they would never be the people that they are that we all kind of like listen to today. Do you understand what I'm saying? They would never have the opportunity to do the music, to do the lyrics, to do those things that they are known for today. There's no way in this world, okay, no way in this world. And yet here they are 50, 60 years later after they've had their success and they're, they're living on their, you know, their royalties and stuff that they've made. And now they're complaining about another type of artist's who is who is trying to be fair in what he does, but they may disagree with, and that's okay. This is we're allowed to disagree with each other. It doesn't make us evil people because we disagree, or because Joe believes in something that you don't, or that he he gives an opinion on science that is different than what your beliefs are. My God, that's what science is about. It's about ex- exploration. It's about looking at different things, looking at things differently, examining things, having discussions. Having open dialogue about things, not just closing down somebody because I disagree with them. And that's the ultimatum, and that's what it is. It's ultimatum say, either you have to believe what I do, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my toys and I'm going to go home. And you can't play with my toys anymore. Yet these artists who have been around for years, and listen, I love Neil Young. Joni Mitchell, I listen to her music every once in a while, mostly because I grew up with her stuff, you know, but there's so many. I mean, look at Carol King. Do you think that you think that Carol King and I love Carol King. I love her. She's a phenomenal lyricist. She's a phenomenal uh, artist. But you think that she would have had the freedom to, to write uh, music like Smackwater Jack? No way. If she was growing up in this time, if she was starting out in her career today, 
under the circumstances of this cancel culture and all this political correctness and this wokeness today, there is no way that we would have the kind of music, the classic rock music that I enjoy so much. There's no way in this world we would have that. And yet here you have these people that had the freedoms to be able to do that. Nobody criticized them, or maybe they did a little bit with politics with maybe CCR and things like that and their political views and things like that. You know, they brought up, you know, maybe a little storm here and every once in a while. But nobody, you had the freedom to think and to and to be an artist. But now here they are talking about Joe Rogan and him not being able to interview with somebody who has a, a contradictory uh uh, idea or thought or d- facts and data that that maybe go against the the woke political view of today. It's just ridiculous to me, and it's 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 it, like I said, it's like a, a child. Uh, you don't get to play with my toys if you're not going to play the way that I want to play. If you're not going to you know play with the trucks the way I want to play with the trucks, and I'm going to take all my toys home and I'm going to go home and screw you. That's what it's that's what it feels like today, and it's like crazy. You know, and it's like this whole I, this whole cancel culture is just ridiculous. It really is. It's a wokeness, and this how in the world as as people in the, in the world in in America where we value our freedoms, we value our our uh, our uh, freedom of speech, our First Amendment rights, our freedoms to to raise our families the way we want to raise them, to have our children taught correct principles, let them learn how to govern themselves. Like I've said a hundred thousand times, and my where did we where did this take place? Where did we make this? changeover. I know it's, you know, according to education, it's like a gradual thing. They've just been kind of bleeding this into our educational system. And it's in our, it's in our uh, elementary schools. It's in our secondary and it's really into our colleges now, these liberal ideas and stuff. But, you know, it's slowly, but, you know, it just seems like over the last couple, two or three years where the momentum, the ball has gotten bigger. It's like that snowball you start and you roll it down the hill and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it's like crushing everybody and crushing everything in its path. That's what you got today. And the bigger the ball gets, the more people that recognize it, okay? You got the people on the left uh, criticizing uh, people on the right or conservatives that why are you noticing that we're talking about critical race theory? When you're when you're shoving it in our faces, and yeah, we're going to notice it. We're going to notice that you're teaching our children things that we don't want you to teach. So parents are going to get upset. So the ball, as it continues to get bigger and bigger, and it gets faster and faster, okay, that's what's going to happen. And you're going to have pushback. I kind of think sometimes, like, where is there some like big Zoom meeting that all these really ultra liberal, far left ideas are all talked about whether you have you have this big Zoom meeting and you have all the you know the Facebook and social media players and all the owners and these big CEOs of these companies and you've got the, you know the in the uh, the uh, uh, National Association of Teachers, and you got the government, you got the Congress people, all these people. You know who's leading this this Zoom meeting every week or every month, and that keeps everybody on track about what we're going to talk about, what kind of liberal idea are we going to push this week, and how can we continue to move on? Is it you know, is, there a, is it a Black Lives Matter uh, leader? Is it an Antifa leader? Is it George Soros who's who is like leading a lot of these things and pushing a lot of these very negative and um, 
I think, very damaging national issues uh, that are just destroying our country? I mean, is it, is, do they all get together in this big freaking Zoom meeting and say, hey, we're going to do this this week, and hey, uh, the National Association of Teachers, let's uh, keep pushing this uh, 1619 project, and let's keep telling people that you know critical race theory doesn't exist and we don't teach it in schools, and it really, just keep up that narrative, you know? Hey, uh, President Biden... Uh, you need to keep pushing this COVID thing and keep pushing this emergency, uh, you know, emergency uh, COVID response for the next three or four years so we can continue to control people. I mean, I think that there's, uh, there has to be some kind of organized group of people that are talking about this stuff. I really do. It's the only way that it continues to move forward. And the, like I said, the ball's getting bigger and the snowball's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and people are starting to notice. And people are starting to sort of say, wait a minute, i got to think this thing through here. Why, is, why do I have to believe everything that you tell me? Why can't I have a, a, an opinion of, for myself? Okay, I don't need to believe everything that you say. I don't need to believe everything. I want, I'd like to have some facts. And maybe those facts are contradictory to what you're telling me. And I should have the freedom to be able to, to look at those facts, look at those, those statistics, and listen to the people that are that have a voice and be able to make a decision for myself and come to a true uh, understanding of right un, you know right thinking and right doctrines and things like that. And why? I mean, I just for the life of me, I can't understand why Neil Young got involved with this. I I, I don't. I, I why? You had your freedoms to 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 be able to write your lyrics, write your songs, all your cohorts, uh, Crosby, Nil, Crosby, Still, and Nash. All of you guys had your rights to do what you wanted to do. You had your freedoms. You stood up for those things, and yet now you're trying to take that away from Joe. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I ran across an article that uh, by the ex Mumford and Sons. Um, what was his name? Um, Winston Marshall wrote about it, and he's, he was talking about this whole thing with Joe Rogan and Neil Young and all these people who are trying to get him kicked off uh, uh, Spotify. And he says that he compares the calls to Nick's Spotify podcast to Soviet air censorship. Let me read you a little bit. I thought this was like really well written. Uh, he says, the former Mumford & Sons band member Winston Marshall released a lengthy essay comparing calls for action against Joe Rogan's podcast on Spotify to Soviet error censorship. On Thursday, Marshall released an essay on Substack with the title, When Artists Become the Censors, in which he criticizes artists like Neil Young, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Joni Mitchell, Niles uh, Lofgren, and India Ar- Ar- Ari, I guess that's how you say her last name, all of whom have pulled their music off Spotify until it addresses misinformation on Joe Rogan's Experience podcast. Number one, uh, this this definition of this word misinformation, uh, you know, who's who's made up the, the the definition of misinformation, and who's the little keeper of what is misinformation or disinformation? Now, to me, it's uh, it's uh, the government. Uh, anything that's contrary to what is the narrative that's coming out of the White House and out of Washington, D.C. now. And if it's contrary to that, it's misinformation, disinformation. It's ridiculous. You can have your own thoughts. This is why we, this is why America exists. You can have robust discussion. 
your job is to con- convince me or my job is to convince you of my of my stance, okay, where I stand on the issue. Okay, and it may be something that I give a little, you give a little, so we come to a, a we come to a consensus on something. He says in his essay, Marshall begins by discussing state of music censorship in the Soviet Union in 1984, before comparing it to the conditions that Spotify is facing today, as calls for it to pull Rogan's work mount. He even called out Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who previously uh, voiced their con- uh, quote-unquote concerns about misinformation. There's that word again, misinformation. What in the hell is misinformation? Okay, in today's world, anything that's misinformation, if it's if the left believes in it, then in, and and anybody conservative or is uh, a moderate or whatever disagrees with it, then it's called the misinformation. It's like definitions of every other kind of uh, words that and, and 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 vocabulary that we've that we've known for generations and generations. They've changed. Racism is one of those. That the definition of racism has changed. It doesn't mean the same thing it meant uh, in the '60s. I'm telling you that right now. Anyway. <clears throat> He says, of course, Spotify is a private company. They're under no obligation to, uh, to, plat- to platform anyway. So, why, uh, so while this campaign doesn't breach Rogan's First Amendment rights, it's clear stance against the cultural norm of free speech, which is exactly true. He wrote, and those standing passionately against speech, a growing list that includes Joni Mitchell and Harry and Meghan, the comedian uh, Stuart Lee, the singer Indian and Young's old bandmates Crosby, Stills and Nash, are all apparently liberals. Isn't that strange? So he and he can, continues to go on. He said, how can any artist possibly create without free speech? And that's why I talked about this at the beginning. If you put if you put uh, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell on any of these artists in the 60s and you put these guys and start their career now, they would be they would be torn apart in today's world. They would. They would be torn apart in today's world. And you have when you have artists who are attacking other artists, and I know they're not musicians, but he's Joe Rogan is an artist in his own. Everybody who's doing a podcast is an artist on their own. Okay, have their ideas, have their thoughts that they want to convey, and that's what they do through music. Okay, how are they? How are they a free speech advocate when they're sitting there telling somebody I can't have free speech, and then and then taking their like I said, taking their toys and, and walking away from the from from the party because they don't get what they want. How are they supposed to be artists if they're scared that making a mistake or taking a risk that another artist doesn't like will get them kicked off uh, the very platform that allows them to share their art in the first place? He's got a great point here. These these platforms that we have, you know, Apple and Spotify and just the thousands of other ones that are out there, allow people to have the freedom to think and to and to. To uh, to share their their thoughts, uh, to to investigate, to have discussions and stuff like that, and to destroy that and to take that away just because you disagree with somebody, it's just not right. It's just not right. I'm sorry. It's just it's just wrong. 
He says, Marshall went on uh, to note that he faced similar calls for self-censorship earlier this year when he decided to leave Munzard and Son. Amid a slew of backlash to a tweet in which he seemingly shared his support for Unmask, a book written by uh, our writer-activist Andy Ngo. I think that's how he sells it. It's NGO. They attacked far-left militant group collectively known as Antifa. He says, I could have stayed in the band, but it would have meant it would have meant self-censorship or lying. He says, I couldn't do that, so I left. And I, I appreciate his honesty. You know, I really, I really do. Um, he went on to explain that he believes that there is a singular point of view that is promoted in the music industry, specifically naming topics like diversity, Brexit, uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and Antifa. He noted that any break from uh, that puts artists who are supposed to be rebellious at great risk from their own kind, which is really sad, which, which is, well, it's sad. All communities are prone to a degree of uh, homogeneity. I think that's the way you say that word. Marshall wrote, that's uh, forgivable, but not good. The music industry is no exception. With each new year and new each new divisive issue, the creative industries quickly settle into an orthodoxy. Oddly, the groupthink is often pro-establishment. He concluded his thoughts on the matter by criticizing the White House for leaning on Spotify to do something about misinformation on the platform, misinformation on Facebook, misinformation on Twitter. Most, you know, this, these are terms that have, have become so well used and, and used up, and the definition of these things have been changed so much that it's just, it, gosh, it just needs to really change. We're just, we are just heading in the wrong direction here. We are really this cancel culture, this woke wokeism is just destroying the very fabric in the base. And maybe that's what these, maybe that's what on these Zoom meetings that I discussed earlier, maybe that's what they talk about. Maybe it's just this underlying constant attack on the foundation of what we believe in and, and the fundamentals of, of, of our country and the fundamentals of the Constitution. That's what they're under attack. And this is what they do. And this is what they talk about. And this is the plan from the very beginning. I don't know. But it's it's a uh, it's a very uh, dangerous and evil thing that we're doing. You know, we have completely, utterly changed the definition of a man and a woman. We can't even come up with a definition of man and woman anymore. Uh, we we believe that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. That gender is fluid. We don't believe that marriage is important anymore. We don't believe having children is important. We don't believe in God anymore. Okay, we don't talk to God anymore. Or the majority doesn't. I'm not saying that there's people who don't. But the majority, and it's continuing to change, you've got to shift from people who used to be religious to just spiritual, which whatever that means. I don't know what that means. It means, to me, it means I get to do whatever I want, but God loves me. And I don't have to, I don't have to change because God loves me and his grace is sufficient for me. So I don't have to do any changing because God, listen, God loves you so much that he doesn't want you to stay the same. Does that make sense? It really does, doesn't it? Okay, and and the purpose of being religious and be spiritual is to draw yourself closer to God. Okay, we're given a ladder to raise ourselves to Him, not for 
for God to lower himself and come down the ladder to meet you at your lowest level. Okay, that's not what religion, that's not what spirituality is supposed to be. That's not what religion is supposed to be. We're taught standards. We're taught morals. We're taught, uh, you know, gospel principles, religious principles that we're supposed to learn and we're supposed to teach that to our children and our children are supposed to teach it to their children and so on and so on and so on to keep the fabric of our country together, not to tear it down. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that I, I, I thought that was a good, that was a really good article. Um, Joe, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a good thing. You're entertaining. I love listening to your shows. You know, uh, you'll be talking and you go, wow, we've been talking for three hours. And, you know, I've been listening for two and a half or two hours. And, like, it's some of the stuff that you have on there is just really intriguing. And I learn a lot. And I don't agree with everything. And I think about the things that I agree with you and disagree with you on when I listen to the show. So it makes me a better person because I have a chance to listen to alternative kind of ideas and things like that. That's why I listen to podcasts. That's why I listen to different uh, people, uh, different uh, artists and things like that, because I want to learn differently. I want to have an open mind where I can learn and I can have discussion and I can look at facts and not be so caught up in being stuck in this one little space that says everybody else is wrong except for me and uh, that's the way the world is. Now, that's not the way the world is. It's not the way that it was designed to be. We are born and designed to think for ourselves, to have live in a country where we're able to have the freedoms to think for ourselves and to make choices for ourselves and to be open to dialogue that is different than what we are used to. That's how you uh, grow. And after all, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Aren't we supposed to be changing with the knowledge that we gain, becoming better people, uh, being more tolerant as we learn things and as we change our perceptions on things? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing in life anyway? Hey, listen, that's about it for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, my 50th episode. I'm excited about that. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, listen, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>